My grandfather died because the report said that he had type A blood. Turns out, it was a typo. This is Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Well, hello and welcome. Pull up a seat. Uh, Thanks for joining me again. And look at this. I'm only a day or two late getting this out. Um, Which, given my past history, is a market improvement. So, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll try to make it interesting and worthwhile. This has been a very introspective week. I got, uh, at the beginning of the week, I got some really uh, bad, troubling news, which I'm really not going to go into right now because the story has not played itself out uh, fully. And there are simply things that I don't wish to talk about right now. And, yeah, you know me, if... Uh, if it's in my life, it's going to get talked about. It's going to get examined from a bunch of different angles. And, well, maybe you don't know that about me because I have been very, very slack in keeping this up. And I have been examining uh, social media to see how valuable that is to me uh, from a very uh, capitalistic standpoint. Uh, not very And I try not to look at things from a capitalistic standpoint, but in the back of my mind, I've always had this excuse like, well, you know, I'm a public performer. I need to keep a a, a public persona out there. And and the more and more that I look at that, um, the more I just find that's not exactly true. Uh, If if it's going to continue, it needs to... uh, I need to get back to doing it the way that I... uh, I have done it before, and that is without fear and without uh, hesitation of putting forth uh, the things that I actually think. Um, and, uh, you know, standing on the platform that I've built for myself. And, and for whatever reason, um, I have been, uh, I'm going to use the word afraid, I've been afraid to do exactly that. And if I'm going to continue being the honest liar that I am, I've got to... I've got to re-examine it. I've got to look at it from a different point of view. I've got to stand and 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 see honestly if anybody actually cares to listen. Um, I don't find the things that I believe in terribly controversial, and maybe that's my problem. Perhaps I've been striding the yellow line for too long, and I need to move to my side of the road. Now that's not to say because uh, more and more lately I'm seeing that friends and neighbors are pulling the world into more binary uh, choices like this has to be right or that has to be right or it's left or it's right or it's conservative or it's liberal but a person is allowed to have their own point of view about different things and some of them can be contradictory you're aware that it's it's perfectly human and normal to be contradictory in your own beliefs simply because this is the way your heart lies given to, to, to different subjects but if we're going to talk, then let's talk. Let's, let's open the doors and let's, uh, let's say what we actually believe and learn from one another. And perhaps our viewpoints can change a little bit and we can grow a little bit closer together. But if we're going to talk, let's talk. Forget about what's polite or proper or nice and, you know, delve into what is sincere and honest. I pledged myself to live my life that way when my life completely changed and 
a lot of things were stripped away and I had to, I, I could put aside the masks that I was wearing uh, to please other people and simply live to please myself, which is a perfectly acceptable thing to do. It may sound selfish on the face of it, but when it comes down to it, you are what you have. You have, you know, and, and, and what you believe in and the way you live your life. So forget about what's proper, forget about what's right, forget about what's nice. I'm going to be sincere and honest, at least here. And uh, if you stop listening, I won't judge you for it. you got to follow your own path, and maybe the things I say are offensive to you. And honest to goodness, I hope that some of the things that I say are offensive to some of you, because maybe it'll get you to examine your own beliefs. Maybe it'll get you to examine um, you know, the, the things that you follow. And perhaps you'll write to me, perhaps you'll talk to me, perhaps you'll let me know the way you think and the way you perspective, and maybe I will change. But the point is to move closer together, right? Lead me down the labyrinth of your true spectacular self, because you are uh, spectacular, whatever it is you believe, whether uh, I find it offensive or not. I'm not interested in, in your pleasantries anymore. If you want a conversation, let's get lost in our own paths, in our own points of view. Let us not raise our voices in anger, but let us raise our voices in passion and belief and in love. If we're going to approach it, let's approach it in love. And we change one by one, and we can still live in peace and harmony, even if our beliefs vary wildly. How's that for an opener, huh? I, uh, I've had a lot of time to stare out of the universe and think about such things and and not precisely faced with my own mortality because goodness knows I've been thinking about that since I was 20 years old. Um, how I would play out my days and how my life would end and whether I would have a hand in that myself and decide when the end was going to be has always been a subject in my, in my head. Um, I've come close uh, many times to saying maybe this is it, but then... Uh, the logical side of my heart or the passionate side of my heart says, you know what, let's try a little bit longer and see what changes and see what changes you can make and see where you can take what you're going to go with. And, and aren't you valuable to yourself? And when the answer is still yes, I am still valuable to myself. Um, maybe some of the choices I've made have been poor ones and maybe they have put me in a direction of discomfort or, or self-examination and that's okay. They were my choices. I made them. I can't go back and change them now. But I can live forward from this point. And I can try to encourage others to live forward from their own points and to follow their art and to follow their curiosities and go with that. And, and if you're going to be out there, the one biggest obstacle to your own happiness or joy is, is feeling like you're competing against somebody else. I had a friendship with someone who, this is a very complicated subject, so I'm just going to kind of try to dance around it if I can, because it, it involves more than just uh, myself. But There was a, there's a way of looking at relationships in um, you can date more than one person. You can see one, more than one person. You can love a multitude of people if that's where your heart is and that's what you're able to maturely handle. And, and uh, someone defined a friendship uh, of mine by saying that 
they could not compete with someone on my level and therefore we could not be friends uh, because we weren't peers. And, and that, that has stuck with me and disturbed me on a, on a, on a very different level. Um, so the, the thing is, you're not, uh, you're not in competition with anybody else. You're in competition with your yesterday person. Um, you were born with certain gifts. You were born with certain things that set you apart and make you different from anybody else. And because of that, because your gifts and your art and your heart are different than the person beside you, it is really only yourself that you need to compete with. Are you living a better life? Uh, and by better, I don't necessarily mean monetarily or, or capitalistically. Um, are you more at peace with yourself? Are you finding more happiness in the life that you live? Um, are you receiving kindness? Are you giving kindness? Are you spreading your gifts out there? Are you taking your time with the things, for the things that lift you up and make you happy? Are you happy in your relationship? Are you giving as much as you're asking for? Are you living a little bit better today than you were yesterday? And can you plan for tomorrow to live a little bit better than that? And then as I've said here before, uh, many, many times, probably to the detriment of myself, but we are not promised next week, next year, 10 years from now. We're not promised tomorrow, really. We, we have this moment to live in. Uh, we have this one and, and the one that follows it, and that's about it. Um, I was One of the books I was reading this, uh, this week was talking about uh, living in the future because uh, we, we perceive things as they, uh, as they ignite our senses, which means we're living just a little bit behind what is actually happening in the world. Now we're talking microseconds here, but, but when you pull it down to that, it really is this moment that we're living in. And, and, and in this time, right now, I'm not in competition with anyone but myself. There are thousands of other magicians uh, out in the world. There are thousands of other speakers. There are thousands upon thousands of other podcasts and people putting out their own opinions. And there are people making more money than me. There are people who are or more skilled with uh, their craft than I am. There are people who tell better stories and in, and in better ways. Maybe. But the one thing they don't have is my own point of view, my own experiences, and the things that shaped me as to who I am. So I am the best Hannibal um, that there is. And when I am gone, I will have been the best Hannibal that, that ever was. Uh, if you understand my saying, if you understand what I'm doing, I, oddly, and then I don't believe in numerology, and I don't believe in the racism of, uh, of um, uh, zodiacs and things like that, it, it's not, it, it, from my belief, it's not where you're born, um, but what you do with it. And, and, and I understand that there is, there are an awful lot of obstacles to people who aren't me, um, there were obstacles to myself, but but I have certain advantages, certain major advantages, that uh, enhanced my luck. Um, but I don't believe 
that because I was born when this particular star was arriving, arri- arriving over the horizon, I had better things. No, it had more to do with atmosphere and environment and uh, hereditary advantages that I have. Um, and But the world turns, and sometimes your advantages become disadvantages and, and looked upon as... I'm rambling, and I don't mean to be. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is I've lived in poverty. I've lived in uh, fairly decent fame for a short amount of time, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I, really, I didn't like either of those two extremes. Um, but anyway, back to the point I was going to make without believing in numerology. Um, I didn't pick up magic. I didn't pick up the thing that became my career until I was literally 26 years old. Um, I, the, the, the first part of my life, the first 26 years is, uh, looking back on it, obviously setting myself up for what I was going to do because I studied theater and I studied music and I studied being on stage and being backstage and running lights and running sound and costuming. I, I, I fully immersed myself in the world of the theater from the time I was about six years old and my mother put me on stage. Um, to, to certain degrees of success, I was very afraid to step fully into that life, but it just wasn't right for me. Uh, poverty and, and the loss of a major job, uh, to which up to that point was the, the, the best paying job I had ever had. And uh, by way of comparison, that job paid $24,000 a year, um, by the way. Uh, and when I lost it, I was devastated because that that was big, major money to me. I'd never earned that much. I'd never earned that much before in, in my life. Um, but anyway, at, at 26, uh, magic presented itself to me in a very underhanded kind of way. And then the, the process of losing the job that I had um, <clears throat> put me out in performance mode in a, in a, in a craft. I, I was literally an actor playing the part of a magician. Now, in the, in the magic world, that's kind of a cliche and, and a... And a well, cliche is not the right word. It's kind of the, the bedrock of what we are. We are not actual, you know, conjurers. We are men and women portraying conjurers in an acting sense. Um, so because I was already an actor, because I was already a performer, uh, I stepped into the role of magician fairly easily. And uh, it turns out that I was fairly adept at the kind of movements and hand movements and speaking and tension and relaxation that, that fit in, in what I was going to be going to do. So I did that. I, I became the magician. I worked on the street. I worked in restaurants and bars and comedy clubs and nightclubs and cruise ships and corporate events and so on and so on. And in the meantime, I worked on my marriage. I worked on my relationships. I raised four children with a, with a wonderful woman who... Uh, we, we complemented each other's style well. There's a whole other underpinning to that story, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, it was a, a largely um, positive experience. It was a beautiful marriage uh, for as long as it lasted. And when it ended and I was faced with choices that I made badly, um, a whole new life started. Uh, and I spent a number of years mourning uh, the loss of, of the things that I lost and readjusting myself to where I was going to be and what the rest of my life was going to look like. And that entire 
that entire upheaval of my world and the start of the new uh, began when I turned 52, 26 years after the first change. So what will I do with the last third of my life, assuming that I get 26 more years, if I... If I <laughs> If the, uh, if the cutoff line is, what does that make it, 78? Um, what do I do at that time? Well, I, I have been put in a position of having practiced this craft now for 26 years to where I'm, I'm fairly decent at it, and I know how to engage an audience. And, and I've uh, entered an age uh, with my craft where I need to start looking at mentoring up-and-coming uh younger magicians that's that's how our craft gets passed on for the for the biggest part is in teaching and mentoring the next generation that comes along or technically two generations back um so what do i do with that how do i how do i mentor that and is this part of it and am i just fooling myself there's an old saying that says a person needs three things my grandmother used to say this three things to be happy in the world someone to love something to do something to hope for. I definitively have something to do. I have an art to build. I have an art to teach. I have a lifetime full of experiences that I can use on the stage and I can uh, use to uplift and inspire other people with. That's part of what this is, despite whatever this particular podcast has turned into. Um, which feels to me like a ramble, but but I've I've learned to trust that if I, if the words coming are coming out, then it, they are good for someone. So I hope they're being good for you. Uh, someone, uh, something to do. I definitely have, and I'm going to keep doing that as long as I'm physically able to do that. And I don't really see any end uh, game for uh, for the magic part. Uh, something to hope for. I I hope that what I am putting out is acceptable not necessarily like you know you have to love what I say or agree with what I say but if you can accept it if you can see my heart behind it that's really the the main thing that I'm trying to impress and put out there someone to love I have many dear friends I lost many people I thought were my friends so I do understand that uh, there's a lot of surface area there that there's going to be people who you feel may be very close to you, but in reality are waiting for the crack to happen where they can drop away. Um, there's a specific someone that I do love, and because of circumstances, it uh, can't exactly be public right now. Um, we care about each other. We uplift each other. We, we keep positivity uh, in our lives, but we can't exactly be together right now. Um, so we just, we just love. We love simply. Uh, we love affectionately. We, uh, we praise each other, and we try to mirror, hold up a mirror to each other to show the beauty that we see in each other. And for right now, that's good enough for me. Um, I, I say to my, I, I, I deserve to be happy and successful. I have been told that again and again by people, and I found it very hard to, uh, to buy into, to, uh, to accept. 
um, that I am, in fact, worthy of, of happiness and successfulness. I have my own definition of what is success, and it's, it's not money. Uh, while I do enjoy being able to live on the art that I, you know, live on the, the fruits of the art that I, that I put out there, it is, not my, um, it is not my intention to become rich over it. Uh, I am growing into a better version of myself. I believe in my skills and abilities. I am able to acknowledge my own worth. I am a valuable addition to the world around me. And while I don't do it yet, I strive to love myself unconditionally. No strings. And when I tell her that I love her, I stress often that my love does not come with strings. My love does not come with conditions. You do not have to change yourself to be worthy of the love that I'm putting forward. Love yourself unconditionally. Know that you are competing with no one else but yourself. Find the curiosity and the art in your own hands and, uh, and use it to move forward. That's really all I, I have to say, I guess, for today. Um, I will be leading a workshop at the Magic Castle uh, this coming Monday uh, where we'll, I'll be taking or looking at other people's work, other people's endeavors, and trying to offer them suggestions on how they could make it more viable, punch it up, make it more acceptable to audiences, being able to reach a connection with the art they're having. I am scared to death about that. How do I look at someone else's work or progress and offer suggestions? Because, he answers himself, because I do have the experience, because I do have a good... Um, grasp on what it takes to reach and hold an audience. I'm offering gifts from myself to the people that show. So it'll be interesting. I'll give you a full report. And uh, hopefully very soon in the near future I can talk to you about uh, the tragedies that occurred this past week. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I would appreciate a kind word. If you enjoyed what you heard here, I would, uh, I would very much like to hear that you did, in fact, get something out of it. Um, send me a note, send me a letter, uh, text me and let me know. Uh, please don't be offended if I don't immediately respond. Know that I am grateful and that I start my day every day in quiet meditation, simply being thankful and being grateful for what I have the breath in my lungs, the blood in my veins, the ideas in my mind, and the art within my heart that are undeniable gifts. If I had to make a case for the existence of God or a God or a supreme being or whatever you would like to name it, it would have to be simply that these things were put inside of me. These things were built with a, a sound architecture and, uh, and a shelf life. Um, but they're definitely gifts, and I am grateful for them. And I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful that you stuck around this long to hear it, and I sincerely hope that there is love where you are. Sitting on the corner, staring down this reading wall 
Making fun of faces at the people we don't meet Oh, whoa, whoa Holding out of pockets for all the world to see Oh, whoa Singing our old songs, busking you and me Oh, whoa, oh, whoa, oh, whoa It's funny how they always seem to want to get away from you Throw a little money and say, hey man, now do just what you do. You sing a little anthem and answer, hey man, I am. Just a little more dough and I'll show you where I stand. That's the plan, ain't life grand. Breaking in the quarters, nickels and the dimes of wool. Breathing and dreaming and passing by the time of war, war. Thinking of the past and what we live for, then war. And where we're living now, our worries in the winter war, war, war. It's funny how she always seems to wanna get away from you. Cause you're honey in the jar, but when she's out, you're glue. Lord, it's true. You put your axe up in the case, and then you ease and making haste for the door. Then you bust it to the corner, get your buskin all in order for the show. On the road, here we go. I play a whoa, whoa. Days turn into weeks and weeks are into years of woe. We live for the fans and make the music in the ears of woe, woe, woe. Okay, now I think I'm good.